89.9 The Light. This is Positive Radio. In community conversation with Clayton, you can send through your text questions for any of our guests this evening. 0428 899 899. And our first guest is Michelle, or first guest this hour, is Michelle Funder. She's the president of the Osteopathy Australia Board. Michelle, wonderful to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Clayton. Now, you better start off uh, with what is uh, the Osteopathy Australia Board? Right, so Osteopathy Australia is uh, our peak professional body for osteopaths. So for all of you out there who have seen an osteopath, you'll know what we do. We're um, allied health professionals that work with musculoskeletal injuries. So similar to saying a physio or a chiropractor, uh, we're just a bit of a smaller profession. So I'm the president of the association. So we have um, a few practicing osteopaths that sit on our board. We basically help sort of um, guide the strategy for osteopathy in Australia, which is really a lot around, um, you know, exposure. So, you know, teaching people about what osteopathy is, spreading the word, um, growing osteopathy in Australia and really supporting our members um, through, you know, anything from practice to pandemics to um, any issues and um, lobbying and and, uh, governance issues for the profession. So, yeah, that's... That's what I do. I also practice as an osteopath and have a couple of private practices, so it's quite a busy role. I'd, I'd reckon. Um, now, just for everyone, you know, as a layman, just to try and understand the differences between all of what you said, physio, osteo, osteopath, chiropractor, is there a short sort of, you know, 20-second summary you can give us that says this is what the differences are? Yeah, sure. My quick 20-second summary is that there are a lot of similarities and a few differences. So uh, physiotherapy, you can see uh, physios in private practice or in the hospital, whereas osteopathy is only centred at private practice. And really it's um, the way that we look at the body. So osteopaths look at the body holistically. So not only where the injury is occurring, but above and below that area, looking at the whole body, you know, diet, sleep, um, exercise, other um, other things that can impact the body when looking at that injury. So it's kind of a philosophy difference and a bit of training, but really you would go and see a physio, osteo, or chiro for, for all the same sort of things. Enough, so it really yeah. depends on your own personal uh, personal choice. Well, that helps actually to understand where it is. And, and you know, Michelle, we're not talking about you just sort of, you know, be doing a few bits here and there as well. I'm told you you've actually also helped Serena Williams win a whole lot of Grand Slams too. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I have helped her when she comes out to Australia, which is yeah, it was very nerve wracking that first time I met her. She's um, rolled her ankle, and I thought, oh, this is probably the most expensive ankle I've ever held in my hand. Uh, but yeah, she's a terrific athlete yeah. and such a you know amazing woman, and probably the most famous sports person in the world. So yeah, an absolute honour to work with her. Now, tell us a little bit. I, I know there's some new research that's coming out tomorrow, and technically we're not supposed to sort of know about it till uh, till then, but you're going to give us a bit of a sneak peek. Tell us what, what, what you guys have discovered. Yeah, so really it's, it's around pain, um, and we found that, you know, there's a huge amount of people that basically put up with their pain rather than doing something about it, so, you know, one in three. Um, and as a result of that, you know, people's pain then becomes chronic, and, you know, chronic pain is not a great situation to be in. It can take quite a long time to, you know, help those people um, you know, overcome that situation. So it, it's a little bit frightening that, um, you know, people are kind of putting up with it and, and why 
And so, you know, we're sort of looking at is it a lack of education around knowing who to go and talk to or is it a fear around, you know, maybe a bad diagnosis? So it's, um, yeah, it's really, really important. In terms of, you know, people not doing that, have you noticed that because of, say, the pandemic, people are actually maybe putting it off even more, coming along and, and, and seeing you in that regard? So I'd imagine, you know, there's been a whole lot of things I've gone, oh, well, I've... I won't do that right now because of all that's occurring. Is that happening and is that perhaps perpetuating this problem? Yeah, I think there is. I think um, it's sort of twofold. I think people that are in the high-risk categories have been, um, you know, putting it off, um, you know, getting any sort of further treatment or investigations. But I think the pandemic actually highlighted, you know, for people, because we've had a bit more time, you know, you're not rushing around, going from thing to thing, you're working from home. It's probably highlighted to people a bit more about their health and, you know, whether we're getting people coming to the clinic or using telehealth to actually you know, have a bit of a chat um, and, and help them with what's going on. So it's probably toward the end of, you know, the lockdown, although it's all a bit messy here in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have found that people have probably started to tune into their health just a little bit more. Yeah. And has there been a, a bit of a pattern, I suppose, of people in different positions because of the pandemic? I, I know, you know, a whole host of us here at the radio station are, are working from home most of the time. And, you know, at least in offices, most times we've got somebody saying, look, this is a better chair. Make sure you sit like this. We, we, you know, we've got somebody checking and going around and making sure we're all sitting at right heights and these sorts of things. But at home, you know, it's just sort of free-for-all in a sense. Uh, I know for the first week or so, I was working off the bed because we didn't have the internet right at different points. Uh, have you noticed that occurring as well? Yeah, absolutely. Probably 90% of the clients that we're seeing at the moment have got this sort of, you know, it'll be a postural pain or dysfunction from their working from home setup. So, you know, as you said, are they sitting on the dodgy kitchen chair? Are they just working off a laptop? So, you know, at work, they might have a proper screen that's, you know, right to their height of their eyes. So getting a lot of people with a lot of headaches um, because they're straining trying to look at their screen all day. People are on screens a little bit more as a result of being in the lockdown. And even the um, school kids as well, when they weren't at school, you know, I remember treating a year 11 girl back and she's like, oh, I might just go home now. And, yeah, oh, where are you doing your homework? I'd fly on my bed. And I was like, oh, gosh, this this isn't great. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it it has been very prevalent, those types of injuries. And also people just aren't moving as much because we're not walking to the train station. So, you know, movement really is key to reducing um, injuries. So I think that's been a massive thing as well for people. Yeah. Michelle is going to give us uh, some specific tips. I mean, obviously, uh, over the radio, she can't give us individual ideas, but some some ideas of what we can perhaps do to help ourselves best uh, going forward. On the way next, Michelle Funder is the president of the Osteopathy Australia Board. You can text her any of your questions for her as well on 0428 899 899 here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 89.9 The Light. This is Positive Radio and you're in community conversation with Clayton. It is wonderful to have your company and so, so good to have the president of the Osteopathy Australia Board, Michelle Funder, joining us on the line. Um, Michelle, we've uh, put out the, the word for anybody who wants to give us a text, 0428 899 899. You can give us a call as well on 1300 777 899. We've got Brian joining us from Nary Warren. Brian, g'day. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clayton. Uh, you're on with Michelle. What's your question? 
Yeah, um, Michelle, I've, uh, I've used an osteopath a few times. I, I must admit, I, I like the manipulation, the gentle manipulation, and the massage seems to help me best. But my question is this I, I've just recently had um, a knee replacement, and my surgeon um, encouraged me to be really um, proactive about doing the right things exercise wise. And he stressed the fact that my attitude towards recuperation and pain management had a lot to do with how quickly I would recuperate. Now, is that something that uh, osteopaths are sort of focusing on as well? Is that a, an active part of treatment? Great question. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, and I hope the knee is going well. And what a brilliant solution. Um, that's terrific advice. There's a lot, um, you know, in our profession, things always pivot around what the latest research is. And, you know, really over the last few years, there's been a lot of work that's gone into really what we call the biopsychosocial model, which is a really fancy way of saying, you know, how our attitude is towards our pain and, you know, the sort of psychology around um how we look at our body, um, how we, you know, process pain. And it is showing time and time again that, you know, positive attitude and, you know, working through um, sort of almost like a behavioural therapy, like what your uh, surgeon said, you know, being really positive about it has yep. great yep. outcomes for people, um, whether that's, you know, surgical outcomes or if it's a chronic pain situation so absolutely any good practitioner that's up to date with their professional development um, is really singing from that hymn sheet as well so uh, that's that's fantastic I'm really impressed what a great surgeon yeah yeah, yeah. Good I, I, I agree. he was a great surgeon and he is a great surgeon and I was really surprised at the at the way he spoke about that um, because I, I didn't think a surgeon would talk like that but <laughs> I think it has been very positive yeah input for me has been very helpful so yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Yes. No worries. Thank you, Clayton. Good Bye. on you. Thank you. Zero four two eight eight double nine eight double nine. If uh, you would like to uh, ask a question, uh, we've got uh, someone else uh, sending through a text, and maybe there's a best place to find this, um, Michelle. But uh, James writes in and says, "Hi, Michelle. Would you have an osteopath you can recommend in the Ringwood area that would visit an elderly person over ninety years old? It's just something we seem to have issues with." Do you know somebody? Uh, Is, are there people that come out to houses and these sorts of things? It's not as common. Um, and off the top of my head, I don't know um, anyone in that area. Um, I'm just wondering, Clayton, if there's a way I can I can put the feelers out there and, and find out and get some info. So I'll get the details for you yeah. and um, and just send an email. That would be great. We'll pass that on yeah. to, that, uh, to James uh, in there. So James, if you want to text us back and give us that permission, we can uh, pass on your details to Michelle as well. Uh, Michelle, let's talk about this uh, idea of, you know, in the midst of COVID and all that's occurring, uh, ways to uh, be looking after ourselves. As we said, we're all, you know, maybe we're sitting in different ways or we're doing a, a Zoom call on the, on the bed instead and, you know, trying to sit on a weird chair and whatever it might be. What are some of the key things we should be looking after ourselves and, and that we can be identifying to, to help ourselves the best way? Yeah, I think it all comes down to structure, Clayton. So just sort of pretending like you are going into your workplace. So structuring your day with really clear breaks and that those breaks are movement breaks. 
So whether that's, you know, just walking around the block twice or, you know, hanging out the washing and, you know, walking around the backyard a few more times or taking your phone calls whilst pacing around the backyard is a great idea. And then, you know, bringing your intention into your workspace and making sure it's not cluttered, that it's really clean, it's a really visible workspace for you so that home and work can be really differentiated. So I know that's something people are struggling with at the moment. Um, good things to check in with, make sure that you've got a good chair and if you just don't have access to a chair, you might just like to roll up a little towel um, to put it in your lower back like a little lumbar support. If you're sitting on a hard chair, grab a little cushion just to sort of offload the pressure going through your pelvis. Make sure your feet are firmly planted on the ground and that your shoulders are relaxed when you're typing. And if you're working off a laptop, if you can possibly get an external keyboard so that you can use the keyboard and just pop your laptop up on a few books so that the screen is a little bit more aligned to your eyes and a bit closer to your face so that you're not straining through your neck to view what you're writing. Um, there's lots of resources on um, the internet to sort of, you know, little check-ins to make sure you've set yourself up as, as well as you can. Um, but, yeah, I'd sort of recommend those things as a start and, you know, make sure that you're calling friends and being social and, and getting a bit of that social um, socialising too that we're all missing from, you know, having coffees with colleagues. Exactly right. Um, and in terms of sort of, you know, seeing an osteopath specifically, when what are some of the signs that we should actually be saying, all right, now, now it's not just about sort of making sure I'm, I'm sitting the right way or I'm doing these things. I'm actually at that level that I should actually get somebody to look at this. What is that right sort of moment? What are the, some of the signs? Um, I think you can go and see an allied health professional or an osteopath really even when you don't have pain, it's a great way of having someone, you know, building a relationship with someone where you can trust them and get advice about that environmental stuff and whether that's exercise and, um, you know, just sort of shaping your health regime to make sure that you don't get injured. So looking at it as a sort of prehabilitative um, thing. But mm. if you do feel like you've got, um, you know, a bit of discomfort or um, pain that's sort of ongoing for more than three days, I'd probably be saying that's a, a very good sign to pop in to yeah. see your osteopath. Often headaches as well are a really big one um, that can be caused from neck strain. Um, it, there can be other causes, but certainly, you know, whether that's your GP or your osteopath popping in and um, having an assessment. That's excellent. Well, look, thank you so much for, uh, you know, loved hearing a bit about it. And also, uh, you know, as you said, I think that key word was a really holistic look at what life was. And you know, I've heard you talk today everything about, you know, uh, working out how we, we look after our, ourselves in terms of the physical aspects of how we sit and where we are, as well as much uh, of the mental and the emotional side of things as well, because in the end, they all sort of interact, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You can't have one without the other. No, it's been wonderful having a chat to you, Michelle. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks, Clayton. Have a great day. Michelle Funder is the president of the Osteopathy Australia Board, uh, letting us uh, in on a little bit of that uh, extra uh, research that's coming out tomorrow, but we got a sneak peek of it this evening. On the way next, we're going to chat to Ziggy from 3P around uh, how we look at money during this time of COVID. Should we be looking at different things and... What are some of those things we can, you know, claimants, tax deductions and that sort of thing if we've been working at home as well. Ziggy's on the way next here on 89.9 The Light.